Hello, welcome back to Pagan Preaching. This is your host, Ethne Aeon, and we are almost into June. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, this is my first summer since I was five years old that I got to go into it and like appreciate summertime without you know having that like dread of having to go to school in the fall like building up in my stomach so I am trying as much as I can to appreciate the outdoors and appreciate nature and this time of year before it gets so hot that I like can't function um but I hope you are enjoying this fun season spring is in full swing it's gemini season Uh, i think mercury is about to go into retrograde so um lots of chaotic energy and like at least where i am perfect weather to explore the chaos it's like one day it's 90 degrees and the next day it's like a torrential downpour for seven hours so you know it's all everything's lining up pretty typically for this time of year and I'm just so excited for this episode um every time I do this I feel like I'm there's gonna be this big dramatic lead up and I'm gonna like spring on you who it is but you see in the title I'm excited to be talking about uh and preaching about Persephone today I wanted to cover Persephone in March And then I fell off the face of the planet. Um, And also, I just felt like I was leaning so heavy on Hellenism. And I knew I had to branch out. But it's, it's been a minute since we have dipped back into Hellenism. And I think that now, as I have entered the season where I'm no longer afraid that it could possibly somehow snow... And everything is in full bloom. And when I go outside, it smells like honeysuckles and roses and uh, clover blooms that I I feel like I can finally put myself in the space to do Persephone justice. So why don't we all just take a moment and get comfortable, cozy. If if you're participating in this like a ritual, if you're setting up an altar space, obviously, lots of floral imagery, green energy, growth imagery, um, but also death energy. If you have any um, sort of like skeletons or skulls or keys, even would be great to get yourself in a, in a Persephone mindset that is in and of itself contradiction. And check in with yourself. Make sure. You know, you're you're feeling like you're in a good headspace for this. I always like try to be in a in the right headspace to receive worship and practice worship when I can. I just feel like, you know, there's no sense in forcing it because uh, I I never have a genuine connection when I do. But yeah, let's light some candles. Let's get our crystals and our flowers. I know everybody is out there is planting away, and let's hone in on some. Persephone energy. Here is the invocation of Persephone. It says, Come, Persephone, 
with your paint pots and brushes, stipple the fields with flowers, dot the branches with bright blossoms, streak the spring sky with pale pastels. You are the one who paints the eyes on the pansies and the lines on the lilies so the bees can find their food and the blushes on the rosebuds. Without you, the bearded iris would have no smile and the black-eyed Susan would be blind. Come, Persephone. The world has rested for too long under winter's snowy cloak. Come bring your brushes and bright pink colors and dress us in the shades of spring again. We invoke you, gracious maiden of freedom and beauty. Join us now. Um, I feel like Persephone is one of the best known, if not the best understood deity uh, in paganism. If you are not familiar by like her recent uprising in pop culture, Persephone is the daughter of Demeter and Zeus, and she um, was previously known as Kore before she married Hades. She's goddess of springtime and vegetation, really associated with um, grain, like her mother Demeter. And the myth she is most known for is the abduction. Uh, the story goes that Persephone was in a field picking flowers with her nymph friends and the earth split open and Hades, who had fallen madly in love with her, rode out of the hole on his chariot, grabbed Persephone, took her down to the underworld with him. And Demeter, obviously devastated, um, travels all around searching for her daughter um, and she finds out that during Persephone's stay, she had eaten a handful of pomegranate seeds. And since she had eaten food of the underworld, she was partially bound there. Um, and I think in some stories it goes that she had eaten six seeds, so she would be there six months out of the year. Um, the kind of reasoning and logic behind that is really pretty um, squishy. But... Her being abducted by Hades and being forced to be his wife and the queen of the underworld and stay there during the colder months of the year is what she's best known for. You know, it is cold at that time because not only is Persephone gone, but her mother, Demeter, is so heartbroken that she is without her daughter that she causes all of the vegetation on the earth to die for that time. Um, and this is a myth that really strikes a chord with me. Um, I think obviously because I hold Hades in such high regard as my patron and um, in many ways a guide and a spiritual father to me. Um, but also because this is something I struggle with a lot. What is the line between mythology and religion? Uh, and, you know, religion has always been capable of being a tool used to control others. So is that uh, an influence in the story of Hades and Persephone? Was was that some way of like old gross Greek men because ancient Greek men were horrific sexist? Um, is that 
some sort of justification for their own actions. I, I feel this way a lot about Zeus too, you know. Um, everyone always talks about how Zeus is so promiscuous, which I think adds a level of human morality onto a deity that does not, you know, act within the boundaries of human morality, but also how much was that story meant to be a justification for the actions of people? So just something to think about. Uh, it's, it's disheartening to see that most of the literature and artwork and knowledge surrounding Persephone is just her abduction story. Um, I think that is kind of problematic as it, you know, glorifies abduction and like that kind of Stockholm syndrome thing. But I, I obviously am going to uh, go out on a limb here and say, I disagree that, um, that was the foundation of their relationship. You know me, I'm a big fan of witch talk. Um, and I've noticed that those who work with Persephone know her to be deeply loyal and defensive of her husband, Hades. So I, I'm going to, you know, kind of go with the direction that the gods are taking me in here and say that they're is an understanding of like deep love and connection and understanding between the two. So that that's going to be all I have to say on that. But I think that's important as we approach this kind of touchy, controversial, mythological subject. Um, but I just think Persephone herself is very cool. She um, obviously in her story starts out as the goddess of springtime and she you know is so uh, I don't know she is so known to cause the earth to be alive and beautiful and green and flowery and fruitful and also when she takes on the role of queen of the underworld when she goes from Kore to Persephone and takes on the name that literally means bringer of death she is known to be a much harsher ruler than Hades and she is known to have more intense punishments for the shades that have done serious wrongs in their life um, and she has been so involved in curating the afterlife and deciding what it means to be dead and what it means to take that journey post-mortem. And I think that is another beautiful message of balance, like, like Balder, but more like the balance between like creation and destruction and life and death and how beauty and you know happiness is just as necessary as tragedy and boundaries especially with Persephone um and how it this reminds me of 
a prayer to the god, actually, that says that he is the death that must be. For behold, life is immortal because the living must die. So the world, and at least in climates that have regular seasons that are further away from the equator, we have beautiful seasons and we also have drearier seasons and we we can support this kind of vegetation because of kind of the cleansing that happens between each growth season um so we don't you know strip the earth of its nutrients and we, we can continue to grow you know nutrients but also just pretty things year after year and this is central to Persephone's message what is what is the necessity of death it is the continuation of living what is the necessity of harshness it is that we can continue to live lives lives (laughs) we can continue to live our lives in ways where they are then more catered to us, right? Persephone is a bringer of death. In many cases, she is a very fearsome goddess. And she commands that respect while also on the flip side being a very, um, obviously, feminine, soft presence. And she manages to be both because she knows who she is and she knows what her boundaries are and she embraces her own inner contradiction as someone that creates life and harbors death and i just think that is a really beautiful and important message especially when we apply that to you know our morality and our understanding of the world like there are so many things that we are conditioned to think are bad like we are we are conditioned to think that like you know things like death and change are bad when they are so necessary in in many cases death and change are not always necessary and they're not always beneficial but they do play an important role in the story of the universe let's see i've got another prayer here to persephone persephone Glorious goddess, fair one with hair that flows like ripened grain, eyes that catch the clear blue sky, a smile sweet yet shadowed, O light-footed one who dances in flowered fields, I praise you, Persephone, lovely one who knows the feel of sun on skin, who knows as well the press of cold stone against warm flesh, in the world of the living no maid is so alive as you. In the world of the dead, Persephone, you reign as queen, crowned with riches unsurpassed, enthroned in splendor, honored above all others, goddess, child of the earth, bride of the darkness. I honor you. And I I have never really worked with Persephone. Um, I do honor her, and I think that is really important because... I feel when I work with Hades how he he is so drawn to his responsibilities but he is just as drawn if not more so 
to his wife. So when I'm working with Hades, I feel Persephone is there. They are so close and attached and in love. And I I want to honor that as a part of who he is and a, a part of what makes him powerful and good at his job. Uh, but I love fall and I love winter as much as it can really blow. Like, I really do enjoy sunshine, but I am much happier when, you know, the veil starts to get thinner towards Samhain and the earth is entering its stage of sleep and and death and I feel much more at home there and I wonder if that's because Hades has reunited with Persephone and I am I am feeling that joy but I am trying recently as things are growing to be more cognizant and more intentional about honoring Persephone and thanking Persephone for all she has done. Um, and I really, I, I guess it's pretty clear that I just tend to be more excited about dead things than live things. I mean, I'm literally looking at my shelf of like bones and dead things in jars right now as we speak. So this is not a strong suit of mine, but it is important to look around the world and say, okay, what are the what are the parts of this that I enjoy? And what are the parts of this that I don't enjoy? And can I find things that I enjoy within aspects of the world that maybe I'm not as called to? Can I find more happiness and thankfulness in spring that I hadn't noticed before because I was so focused on hoping and wanting for fall and, and I don't know maybe that's kind of backwards I feel like everybody loves fall but nobody's excited about the cold and the dead um and you know that is the balance within all of us and not just about seasons but everything understanding the balance of things that we're not as excited about and things that we are excited about and why we need both in each. We need a harvest season, obviously. We need to work and be productive and grow things to nourish our minds and bodies and spirits, but we also need a break season where we can just enjoy the fruits of our efforts. We need to, you know, be prepared for death and we need death so that life can be immortal. But we need, you know, sunshine to feel that kind of aliveness and feel that connection with the earth and feel that we too are in a stage of growing. Um, people are not so different from the environment we live in. We are all also going through seasons, but we are a product of the fruits of the earth and the bounty of the earth, and we owe much of that to the agricultural deities such as Persephone, but Persephone being the goddess of spring has just a, a touch more like kind of gravity to her because 
we're not really growing a whole lot of food in spring, right? That comes later in the summer towards the fall. But what we're growing in spring is joy. And what we're growing in spring is relief and expectations and goals and excitement. And so when we look at every bud and every bloom and every new blade of grass peeking through the snow, we can get that excitement that there's there's new life coming on earth and we have so many things to be excited for and now we can finally get out of the house and experience the world around us especially those of you that have been vaccinated recently and you could just go frolic and play and you know persephone is responsible for those blooms and those buds turning into fruits and vegetables and those fruits and those vegetables that are going to feed the animals if you are one that eats animals and she is kickstarting this cycle of rebirth and growth that is going to kind of push us through the rest of the seasons she isn't as clearly like flashy as Demeter who is like I am literally growing the wheat that is going to be a staple food in your homes but she is the foundation of life on earth and she is the foundation of sustenance and you know that the surviving you know we we need the vegetation to to live um, but we also need that joy to thrive and we can appreciate that about Persephone and we can know that that's well and good while also having this like deep understanding that she is so much more complex than that she is you know the, the greeter of heroes that venture to the underworld and she is the bringer of death and she is a fearsome entity and just a power to behold should you cross her and, and yet you see things like <laughs> laura olympus which i am such a big fan of that depict her kindness and her softness and you can appreciate this powerful beautiful dangerous wise woman with like a flower crown on standing in the sunshine and that is the kind of complexity and beauty and contradiction that I think I've said this before that can be seen in every one on earth it, maybe it's a little more drastic and a little more obvious with Persephone but that contradiction and her her layered presence can be reflected in all of us. How much space do we take up to be bringers of joy? And how much space do we take up to bring bringers of like metaphorical death? What what ends do we cause to better our lives and the lives of those around us? I think that's something that's going to be really important as we come into this season that is known for uh, new beginnings, fresh ideas, new fertility, not just of body, but of mind. And 
this is such a good time to contemplate, especially if you can get outside. Just think on who you are and what complexities and contradictions live in balance within you. This is a good time to appreciate the complexities within nature and how in, in most plants, the closer you look at something, the more like detailed and like I keep saying this, but complex it is and how oh, those all of those tiny details that you may not notice produce this beautiful substance that is necessary to the rest of life that plays this incredible role in our ecosystem that would not be the same without whatever that that planter natural entity is you know like i i hope you can hear this and think of yourself that way how how you are you are built of all these different and wonderful complexities that are essential to the world as we know it functioning that you you play such an important role because of the different aspects of yourself that you offer to the world around you I'm going to read one final prayer here. I'm really excited about this one. Prayer for Persephone. Daughter of Zeus, the source of life, Demeter's only child, Hades' honored wife, come, infernal queen, accept my offering. For much honor I give to you and your king. Half the year under the earth you dwell, giving warmth and greenery their death knell. Your return causes the land to bloom in delight. To mortals you are a most welcome sight. Return to your husband at harvest end. To hopeful mortals you judge and mend. Holy one, knowing one, exactor of justice, mother of furies and doomed Zagreus, playmate of the nymphs, beloved and bright, almighty, honored of bounteous might, O blessed goddess, fill my belly with fruit, my life with good health, and my pocket with loot. When it is time to meet you down below, I hope to Elysium I go, there to find rest, friends, and family, to hail and honor Hades and Persephone. I hope you like this episode. It's a little late for um, really prime Persephone time, but now that everything is totally cemented and you know in full swing i just think persephone's presence is so much clearer and so much more like, powerful around me at least so just get out there this week touch some grass you know plant a flower hug a tree enjoy nature while it lasts because everything is coming and going all the time. Um, if you liked this show, if you're new here, you can find me, Ethna Aeon, on my Facebook and Twitter at Pagan Preaching. Um, you can also always send me an email at ethne.aeon at yahoo.com. If you want to support me and what I'm doing at the show, you can always purchase a tarot reading at Ethne Aeon Tarot or send me a donation to Ethne Aeon on Venmo. 
Um, keep sending me recommendations. Keep joining the Discord. It's so much fun. I love interacting with you all. It's just it's such a great learning experience. And that's all I've got. I am excited to record for you next week. And in the meantime, take care and be good to each other.